lights out and away we go. Very good start from Kimi Räikkönen. Bottas and Hamilton having to watch out as he steams down the middle. Bottas is going to get squeezed out here. Hamilton takes the lead ahead of Räikkönen. And then Bottas, Räikkönen goes wide for Stappen. And starting well, Vettel going wide and Leclerc as well. It's Hamilton, Räikkönen, Verstappen, Bottas down into fourth. He's had a dreadful start on the pole center. And towards turn three we go now. And Kimi Räikkönen trying to make his way around the outside and he's locked up. He's going to lose places there as Verstappen comes out on the inside. Räikkönen rejoins the track just ahead of the Red Bull. Lewis Hamilton leads from Valtteri Bottas, Max Verstappen and Kimi Räikkönen. Valtteri Bottas, the pole sitter, is retiring from this race. And what has happened to his car or his engine? We know what's happened to his race. It's been ruined. What it is doing is causing an awful lot of action in the pit lane. Okay. Obviously, Hamilton did not pit and is staying out. So we are now within this pit stop window. There goes Sebastian Vettel and Lewis Hamilton on the run towards turn three. Vettel's on the inside of Hamilton, and the man who's second in the championship overtakes the championship leader on the track. That's Lewis Hamilton, and he's pulling over, and Lewis Hamilton, the championship leader... Stop, 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 stop. ...is out of this race. He's never, ever stood on the top step of the podium here at the Red Bull Ring, and for that matter, neither of his team. But for the team and for the man, the moment has come now. Max Verstappen wins the Austrian Grand Prix. You're listening to the Q3 Podcast. G'day, everybody, and welcome to episode 10 of the Q3 podcast. This is the Austrian Grand Prix review. I'm Ben Pascuzzi, and I'm joined by, as always, James Worth. James, how are we? I'm all right. I could be better. You could be better. Me too. I'm the same. Obviously, Danny Rick, not having the greatest of races, but let's how about his teammate, Max Verstappen, winning his first Grand Prix of the year. After a tumultuous start to the season, he's now back up and running in the drivers championship and it was a fantastic race for him but there were a lot of retirements and there were a lot of controversy in this race which we'll get yeah. stuck into right now in our race recap oh my buddy um me ox isn't on but oh, here we go now we've got it let's get it all right what a so let's go through the finishes for the race so finishing in first place who was it james Max Crestappen. Max Crestappen. Yeah, he Max avoided it. Max Crestappen. Um, he of course finished. Good race. Yes, he finished ahead of the two Ferraris in Kimi Räikkönen and Sebastian Vettel, who were both fast finishing. Hang on, wait, wait. Our boy, who listens to this podcast, I bet you, has Grosjean has heard us say that he needs a good performance for the last five weeks. Fast ra- five races or whatever it's been. We're just saying, come on, man. We come on, bro. Come He's on. He's done it. Come on. He's done it. He's finished in P4. fourth place. P four. The first of two Haas drivers inside the top five because K-, K Mag, his teammate, finished in fifth place. Then it was the two Force Indias in Esteban Ocon and Sergio Perez in sixth and seventh. Fernando Alonso in eighth. Charles Leclerc in ninth, and his teammate in the other Sauber, Marcus Ericsson. Rounded out the points finishes. The so, last, the the fight for ninth and tenth between these two was on like literally for the last five laps. It was fantastic, and it just kept going and going and going. Mm-hmm. And even though they weren't broadcasting, um, the you know the, that battle, you could just see on like the little um a leaderboard on the left hand side. The you timing could just screen. Keep changing, keep changing, keep changing. Um, 
I'm kind of glad that Charlotte Clark actually got nine because it's like two points. Mm-hmm. It's not one point. In this race, we had an astonishing six drivers who did not finish the race. So, first off, it was Nico Hulkenberg on the 13th lap. Valtteri Bottas for Mercedes, the 13th lap. Daniel <sighs> Ricciardo, 53rd lap. Brennan Hartley, 54th lap. Lewis Hammer Hamilton. Whoa. Hammer, Hammer, Hammer Hamilton. Hammer Hammer time, yeah. That's cool. Well, I, should, I don't even know. Hammer time. 62nd lap. And Stoffel Van Dorn for a five lap shot on the 65th lap. He did not finish. So, gee whiz, where do we start? I mean, it was such a hectic opening lap, wasn't it? Yeah, it was crazy. I mean, I actually watched this one. Did you know that? No. I actually watched this one. Well, good job. So you should. I'm proud of myself. So you should. So, the start, I think it's fair to say, Kimi Raikkonen got off to an absolute belter. Valtteri Bottas, not so much. Inside line. Yeah. Straight through the um, straight through the two Mercedes. Just yeah, he was bang. Like, he was sandwiched between them. Uh, so he moved up in the second early. However, he went wide a couple of turns later. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, went down to fourth, I think it was, or even fifth. Yeah. Um, Bottas uh, made up for it, so he went back into second. But Verstappen was right on his tail, and then of course, as Hammer led the way, Bottas then retired on the 14th lap, retiring from the Grand Prix. Both Red Bulls... Was that engine failure as well? Yes, I think it was. Uh, It was a mechanical failure. Did you say Nico Hulkenberg's car? Oh, yes. I forgot to mention as well. That was spewing out... Hulkenberg on the 11th. Oh, my God. Lucky lucky there was no safety car as well for that one. But, yeah, anyway, so when Bottas retired, the virtual safety car was... Well, not deployed, but it was implemented on the rest of the grid. So, both the Red Bulls and the Ferraris elected to pit, so they all went on to soft tyres, whereas Lewis Hamilton and Mercedes, in what was a strategy blunder, they stayed out. They kept him on... Was he on the Ultras at the start? No, he would have been on the Supers. He was on the Supers. Supers, So they kept him out, and it was only until lap 26 when he decided to come in and pit for those soft tyres, and... That was weird. He came out in fourth place. Anyway, so the soft tyres caused a bit of issues for a couple of drivers, mainly Daniel Ricciardo early on. His left rear tyre began to show some blistering at lap 30. So he originally passed Kimi Raikkonen in the early stages of the lap 20s, and then he subsequently Kimi Raikkonen was able to pass him on the 38th lap. Ricciardo went into pit immediately after. On lap 39, he came out 20 seconds behind Vettel in fifth place, and from then on in, his race went downhill. Of course, he retired on the 54th lap with a mechanical failure. I tell you what, this was very smart by Ricciardo because he didn't want to jeopardise Verstappen's race. So what he did was, like, he 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 could still run his um, car, but like he knew he couldn't make to, make it to the pit. So what he did what he did was um, the commentator said back. that yeah. And they said that he stopped in a very strategic position so that no safety car could be deployed because mm. it was like in the middle of a um, gravel trap. That's why Daniel very Ricciardo smart. is the ultimate teammate. Anyway, just going back a little bit, Vettel, he was able to overtake Hamilton on lap 39. Hamilton having some issues with those soft tyres and complaining heavily on the radio about the fact of a strategy blunder. And in fact, on the um, the team radio, the... Uh, Chief strategist, however you want to call it, um, at Mercedes, actually came onto the team radio 
and admitted his fault. He's saying, yes, Lewis, I know I've lost the race for you, but you have a chance to regain some positions and points back for us. But ultimately, that wouldn't be the case. That's Hamilton. When he pitted on lap 53, 10 laps later, because he obviously his soft tyres were gone, retired. Lap 63, lost power, mechanical failure. It was, I think it was a hydraulics issue or something with the fuel pump. He lost it. And his longest point streak, which was 33 races in F1 history, ended, unfortunately. So anyway, after that, the race was pretty much done and dusted. Obviously, like James said earlier, there was a little bit of a fight between the two Saubers, but it was Leclerc who was able to go through. But, of course, Max Verstappen was able to get the win ahead of the two fast-finishing Ferraris. So... Let's have a listen to the top three at the Austrian Grand Prix. This is not a track that normally suits Red Bull, no matter how much the team wants it to. What made the difference this weekend? It's, it's a bit unexpected, to be honest. I, uh, I think Friday was very poor, actually, in the long runs, and qualifying uh, yeah, was also not fantastic, but we seem to have a great car today. Um, I think straight away, you know, uh, the Mercedes cars were not really pulling away. And even when Lewis pitted for new tyres, he was also not catching up. So, um, yeah, I think we, we managed it well. It was not easy because I think our tyre wear compared to Ferrari was a little bit higher. And of course, when you pit so early, um, it's always going to be, be hard at the end. And uh, yeah, we just managed around the issue we had and uh, yeah, we made it to the end. Big question that everyone around the world will have now is that up until this point, everyone saw the championship as being Sebastian and Lewis and maybe Daniel's in there as well. Is Max in there as well now? I think I'm quite close again with points with third, fourth and fifth. Um, so that's good. Um, I had a bit of catch up to do, but uh, we are back in the game. And it's not even halfway through the year yet. Yeah, so I think there are, you know, the tracks we've had so far, they were not our best tracks, except for Monaco, of course. But uh, yeah, we have a few good ones coming up. Should the others be worried? I hope they are, but we'll see. I mean, we still need, on uh, in general, more horsepower to be to be able to really fight them every single race. Um, but yeah, we, we keep working hard, also from you know the the team side to improve the car every single race, and we'll see. Wow, it's got to feel pretty good, hasn't it? Yes and no. Obviously, we want to win, and uh, I think we had a speed today, but we kind of run out of the time a bit, and then. Yeah, well, it's right. You're always a bit down on yourself, man. Come on, that's a really good result today, no? No, it is uh, for the team, but, you know, I'm, I had plenty of third and second places, so, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, you know, we're here trying to win, and especially days when you have a good speed in, uh, in the end, I think we struggle a bit on the beginning of the stints, but, uh, yeah, uh, it wasn't bad, but, what makes when, the difference? There, yes. I, I know, but like, what's 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 going to make the difference? Because we all know that you've got wins inside you. We all know you've got that talent, that speed, that raw potential to pull it out. Not today. No, not today. <laughs> but but we know you have it. So where? What what has what has to come together though for Kimi to to, to get back on the top step of the podium? Uh, little little things here and there, and uh, you know we tried hard today, but it wasn't to happen today. So we keep trying, and uh, pretty sure it comes. But uh, yeah, this is how it is. It's a podium here in Austria. You've got the Red Bull on the go, so you're at least on the local trends. Uh, how do you feel? Uh, flying. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean old habits. Yeah, old habits die hard, right? <laughs> 
To be honest, happy and not happy. I think uh, happy with the fact that we recovered well and we get the podium. Obviously, it's good to score points, but I think we should have scored more points, obviously, with a different start in position. <laughs> OK, can, 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 we, can we go back to that? Because Carlos said yesterday he didn't think you should have been penalised. You both got through to Q3. Honestly, what's the what, what's the issue? Yeah, you screwed up, OK? And you would well, put I your hand to that. I, and... I don't think I did. I didn't. I wasn't told. I tried to look out for him. I mean, I don't want to drag on about it. No, I know, but it's a thing, because without it, well, you, might have, well, you might have won the race. Now the rule book is so freaking big. I think it's a result of all the drivers, all of us. I think we've all been there, more or less. Uh, whinging, complaining. Oh, he's done this, he's done that. I mean, in the end, you should let it, us sort it out on track. That's my belief. So, I think, you know, you heard what Carlos said. I think I appreciate the fact that he said, look, it was not an issue. Yeah, needless to say that it could have been different. But what could, should, doesn't matter now. I think we did the best uh, from there. And you did a great drive today both Mercedes out it just goes to show any weekend anything can happen and this championship's fully on right yeah I think that's pretty good I think it was a great race obviously great for Max to, to win here so many local well not local <laughs> Dutch fans Dutch yeah <laughs> but it's great to see I think great for Formula One great to be on the podium uh, and uh, witness that so let's see if Germany can bounce back in a couple of weeks um, yeah so as I said happy and a bit mixed today, so I think uh, it's always nice to be on the podium, but it's also a race that I really like and I'd like to, to win it. <laughs> yes, so that was the, your top three from this year's Austrian Grand Prix. I like some of the comments there from a couple of the drivers, particularly yeah, good, uh, right? Verstappen first off, uh, commenting about his chances now in the driver's standing. So, mm-hmm. of course, right now... Max Verstappen sits in fifth place on the driver's standings. He has leapfrogged Valtteri Bottas by one point. He's on 93 points. He's now three points behind his teammate, Daniel Ricciardo, um, who's on 96 points. And he's also eight points behind Kimi Raikkonen, the Ferrari, who is in third place on 101 points. So Verstappen very well within a chance to get a top three in the driver's standings come the end of the season. But he didn't know that the Renault Red Bull will need some more horsepower, which is fair, which is true. Uh, Kimi Raikkonen, another down day for him in terms of, well, he said it was down. Uh, obviously, the interviewee, interviewer sorry, trying to get him up because it was a pretty good finish, I mean, to finish second still. That's fantastic. But I think he was still disappointed in the fact that if there were a couple more laps, he had Verstappen because I think the lead was, what was it, seven seconds with about was 15 laps to go, 10 laps to go, and then he brought it all the way down to one and a half seconds at the end of the race. So he was coming home with a wet sail, unfortunately not able to do it, but still a good result from Kimi proving his worth. And then Sebastian Vettel, obviously he did cop that three-place grid penalty for blocking Carlos Sainz in qualifying when Carlos Sainz was beginning a hot lap. So Vettel could very well have won the race. Obviously didn't, but... Just interesting to hear those thoughts from the drivers. Another yep. driver who I want to listen... This is a good interview. Yeah, so it's a good one. It is. So let's have a listen to Daniel Ricciardo's thoughts after the Austrian Grand Prix, which, of course, was held on his 29th birthday. Not the best birthday present, was it? I'm really sorry. Thanks. You're, I appreciate your sorrows. Um, yeah, just... it's. Look, this is the, the sport I signed up for as a kid. 
Uh, obviously, uh, for Max, for Mr. Mataschitz, for, for the Team Red Bull, the brand, everyone, for all the orange in the stands, obviously, they're, uh, they're happy and, and they deserve to be. They, they got uh, the good side of, of everything today and they did a good job. And ultimately, what put pay to your race? What mechanical failure did you have? Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, what was it? Oh, broken exhaust, apparently. So just one of those days. So uh, is it too late to start my MMA career? What do you reckon? Will Dana sign me? You're 29. You're still very young. All right. Well, I'm out of contract, so maybe I'll just swap sports altogether. All right. Dana White, if you're listening. I got some work to do, but maybe you can sign me in a, in a couple of years. Take out some of my anger. So Daniel Ricciardo there, potentially wanting to move to the MMA, but I wouldn't mind seeing that. That'd be interesting. A bit of um, you know, left, right, left, right, uppercut. Left, right. Good night. We'll never know. All right, let's get into the major talking points from the Austrian Grand Prix. Yeah. That's good. All right. So first up. Mercedes. It was a race shocker. Um, it's the first time since the Italian Grand Prix of 1955 since both Mercedes have had to retire due to mechanical failures. I mean, that's just right. Hit. 1955, 63 years ago. If I, if my maths are correct, hang on. I'm just doing a little math. Hang on. Yes, that's right. I, yep. did, I did it just then. Oh, good. Wow. Good. Uh, so, yeah, 63 years since the last double mechanical failure. So, it was a shocker for them, particularly since the previous Grand Prix, the French GP, was when they had all these recent engine upgrades. So, it was a very disappointing performance from Mercedes. And as such, they have lost the lead in the Constructors' Championship. They have now lost it to Ferrari. I believe it is just the one point now. So, yeah, quite remarkable that Ferrari are now leading it, uh, sorry, not one point, 10 points. Ferrari are now ahead 247 points to Mercedes 237. The one point lead is Vettel over Hamilton now, which we'll get into later. But Mercedes, not only that, did have a shocker, but they had a strategy shocker. Now, why didn't they pit Hamilton when everyone else, the Red Bulls and the Ferraris pitted at lap, what was it, whenever Bottas retired, 15, 16? Yeah. Should they? Obviously, yes, they should have. But what do you think went on? You don't really know exactly what went on because, like, people can suspect a million and one things, and we all have different conspiracy theories of why they didn't pit. Um, I yeah, I, I don't I don't think it was. I I just think I don't know. It's it's a hard thing to um, pick out a specific because I mean. You know, they've done it well, before. What, what do you make of it? What do you make of this blunder? Did this blunder cost Hamilton the race? Yes, of course it did. So, it, oh, let me rephrase this. Would he have had the mechanical issue regardless of this um, strategy blunder? We don't know. Because I, I, I remember reading a comment on the F1 official fan group. Uh, yeah, he's having a great page. Get on um, one of them mentioned, it's an interesting theory, that because Hamilton was pushing, um, because obviously... He was in the pit window of the next driver who was in second place, Max Verstappen. It was only 13 seconds behind, and it's 20 seconds for a pit stop, is the estimate, at the Austrian Grand Prix. So he was told by his team to push and to push after the virtual safety car to try and build a gap and to try and limit the impact that strategy blunder had. So in order in to do in doing so, he pushed the engine and 
what this comment suggested was that because he had to push, that may have led the engine yep. or well, the, the to the issue occurring. So, do you see any? I guess uh, not logic. Um, I guess what's the word? Oh, I've just forgotten the word. Uh, do you see any? Help me out here. Far out. What? Um, do you um, see any um, correlation? I guess with that, the strategy blunder and the engine would that have occurred, or is it too is it too um, hearsay to do that? It, yeah, I think it's too hearsay to say anything because I mean anything, like you just don't know. Like we're not smart. We're not as smart as engineers. But could it could it have had an effect? Yes. I I yeah. Did it have an effect? We don't know. That's the thing, Ben. Just say it. Why not? Oh, my God. I reckon it did. I, I like that right. comment. I agree with it. Yeah, all right. Is there any explanation on that comment? Like, any evidence backup? I, I just, I literally just said it. Oh, yeah. No, what am I saying? What is wrong with you? Apologies. Are you even listening to me? Yeah, yeah. No, no you're not. You're I probably am. watching MLS or something. You're <laughs> no, a disgrace. Mate. You don't even do anything. <laughs> you're a shocker. Um. All right, so obviously, shocking for Mercedes. Again, yeah, fail through Bottas. Another unlucky start. His unlucky run continues. Where to for here? Where to from here for him? He'll bounce back. There's no, there's no, um, not saying that he will. Uh, he's a he's a good driver. He's got a good car. Uh, I I didn't I say he'd get pole this this week. I got no idea. Was it? I don't know. It was in. It was either this one or the week before that I said he'd get pole. So he did get pole. Um, it was an unlucky start. Uh, and yeah, it was just a. Run a crap luck, uh, but yeah, I mean, will this will they get a penalty for um, what do you call it, for changing engines or because isn't if there they like, have to change engines probably because like or engine parts because isn't there like a limit of how many or like a maximum of how many races you can do for each because I know the gearbox it's like six races, um, and then and then you're allowed to change your gearbox. Uh, so if it was a gearbox problem, they've, they're pretty stuffed. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah. Moving on. Moving on to Haas, okay? This is the best ever finish in Formula 1 history for these guys. Right? The American-owned Formula 1 um, constructors. Fourth and fifth. Grosjean in fourth. Magnussen in fifth. What do we make of this? Fantastic. It's about time. Aren't we I just mean, Roman Grosjean, he qualified... Sixth, it was ahead. He was sandwiched between the two Red Bulls, Verstappen and Ricciardo, and obviously Vettel copying that three-place grid penalty made him go fifth, mm-hmm. Verstappen fourth. So in the end, he was between Vettel and Ricciardo, the two former Red Bull teammates, mind you. So a Red Bull affair all round at, at the Austrian GP. But regardless of it, the ha- the Haas cars, the Haas, whatever you want to call it, fantastic performance from both of them to. Not only finish the race, but to put them both in the top five, which should have been their placings, mind you, for the Australian Grand Prix, because that's where yeah, they were. That's what they, they were. They were both fourth and fifth. Obviously, they both retired. Well, I can't remember what Lapper was in oh, the Australian was Grand Prix, but on a similar, similar naming Grand Prix in the Austrian Grand Prix, they have finally done it. So, congratulations to the Haas team, the Haas F1 team, and in particular, to Roman Grosjean, who has now lifted himself off the bottom of the driver's standing. It is now just the sole driver who is yet to score a point for this season. That is Sergei Sorokin, the Russian uh, from Williams Mercedes. It's Roman, time to go. Maybe. There's <laughs> some money there. Uh, Roman Grosjean has moved into 15th place on the driver's standings. First place. He has now got um, 
I just said that. Yeah. Thanks. 12 points. He has got so fantastic stuff from Roman Grosjean. Red Bull. Yep. First ever win at their home race. Long time coming? Of course. I mean, it's been been something that's been waiting to happen ever since um, the the Red Bull ring came in. When was it? Uh, Four or five years ago? That it came back um, after 2002 or 2003. Um, But, I mean, it's such a great track. Bunch of great cars. I mean, it's a match made in heaven. Am, am I right? Am I right? It's a beautiful short circuit, and it's what, good to what see was Red it Bull. In practice, it was like one minute, four seconds, and in qualifying, what did they get? What was the fastest lap in qualifying? It was one minute three, I think it was. Jeez, that's, man, that last, and last year it was like one minute eight was the quickest. There so, you go. And, and now the car's going to be slower next year. But Raikkonen got a new track record last on the last lap of last year. Night's race. Yeah. There you go. Bang. Anyway, so fantastic stuff from Red Bull. Very well deserved. Obviously disappointing that both drivers couldn't finish the Grand Prix. Nevertheless, though, good to see Max Verstappen getting a win and, of course, Red Bull's first win at their home Grand Prix. Speaking of Raikkonen and Ferrari, let's get to him. He's returned to form, finished in second place. Now, of course, in the driver's standing, he has leapfrogged Daniel Ricciardo into third place in the standings. He's on 101 points. He's down uh, 44 points from Lewis Hamilton in second and 45 from his teammate, Sebastian Vettel, who is in first place in the standings. Raikkonen, is this going to continue for him, or is this, I guess, just a one-off? What are your thoughts? Can, th- can Raikkonen can continue? continue? I think he can. Um, it's just a matter of getting those um, Mercedes out of the way, because, I mean, it's they they, they did it, um, even, even though they already, cr- well, they didn't crash out, but, I mean, even though before that they had the mechanical engines and um, engine problems and they retired, they um, they were still ahead of them. So it's obvious that it can, you know, that they can do it. And I just think it's a matter of time until we see Raikkonen and getting a win, because he can easily do it. We've got the British Grand Prix next weekend, um, but I don't see him winning that one. But I think in the next five or six races he can win one. Me too. I think this was a Fantastic race from Kimi. However, I'm a little bit sp- uh, sceptical, I guess, because we have seen this before from Raikkonen, and he'll pull a performance out of nowhere. Not really out of nowhere, but he'll produce a very good performance, and then he'll go back to his old self, where it's just complacent with a fourth or fifth placing. So hold your horses, I think, on Kimi. But nevertheless, it was fantastic to see this from yep. Raikkonen. But let's get to his teammate, Sebastian Vettel. Now, he's it, it all seemed doom and gloom when he copped that three Right, three grid uh, penalty for the race. Yep. Um, so obviously, he went to went down to six, fifth place um, in the was it fifth or sixth? Sixth. I think. It, sixth. No, I think it might have been sixth now. Yeah, it was sixth. It was sixth. Sorry, I said Roman Grosjean was sandwiched between Vettel and Ricciardo. He wasn't. Grosjean was ahead of Vettel and Ricciardo. So yep. sorry, my bad. So yeah, now Vettel. So he started from sixth place after qualifying in third position, of course, but. He was fantastic. He was able to drive that Ferrari home into third place, pulling moves everywhere. Obviously, there was a fantastic move on Hamilton in lap 39. Beautiful move. Did You you saw this overtake. Yeah, it was fantastic. He just held it in very late, made yeah, yeah. sure Hamilton couldn't get an undercut on him. He just held it as long as possible, then turned right into the corner. So it was How fantastic. How good is racing? 
It's good. Like this, this just... race was fantastic. It had everything. It's what you wanted, especially yep. after the the opening lap. It was pretty fantastic. But so now Vettel back in front of the championship. Get around it. He was in front. I think it was three races ago. He was ahead by a point. No, no, he was ahead. Then he mm-hmm. was down by a point. And then leading into the French GP, leading by a point, Hamilton regained it. The lead by, well, I can't remember how many points he was in front of. But then now, Vettel's back in front, one point. What do you make of this? Does he go on to win now? Or is Hamilton, Hamilton still the favourite? No, I'm calling Vettel's going to win this championship. I've called it from the start of the season and this just reassures me that it's going to happen because um, he's a he's a he's probably the best driver this season. Um, Hamilton's a bit of a flop. Uh, he hasn't he hasn't uh, exceeded expectations. But yeah, I reckon Vettel, Vettel's a good enough driver. Vettel's a... Um, Vettel can win the next couple races, I reckon. I, don't, I reckon... Uh, this is a big call, but I reckon he'll upshow Hamilton in his home race next weekend. Ooh. I, I think you'll just go, know your place. I'm ahead of you. You know, you just know your place in the pecking order because obviously, like, you know, you're not high up on it. Um, I'm I'm better than you. I'm stronger than you. That's the way it's going to be. Little darling. I was about to say that, but I'm like... riding on the horse. Okay, no, I can't we'll be, Oh, yeah. Because the horses sing. are Ferraris. Oh, oh, bang! That was fantastic. That was good. How good is that? That was that's that's podcasting one hundred and one. That's b- <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. All right, we're going to end our talking points from the Austrian Grand Prix right there. Um, but right now, James, we're going to get to some comments from the F one official fan group. That's your cue. Oh, okay. That's my cue. Okay. Uh, yeah. So Q three. Q three. This is the yeah. yeah. Uh, this is this the Q three podcast. Get on with it, mate. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I was just trying to make a joke there. Okay. Terrible. So. You right? What What did you do there? I turned my mic off. Go. Talk. Oh, sorry. Okay. Uh, there are a few comments going. Uh, Around this Grand Prix, we have stupid boy. What? Just keep talking. Oh my god! All right, Little, let's restart that. No, just keep going. All right. So the comments are from the uh, F1 official fan group. Uh, there's people saying Kevin Magnussen discuss, and there's like a thread where people are saying like decent driver, best of the rest, decent but bit aggressive. Also, <laughs> no, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna read that one. Um, uh, perfect for average teams. Um, someone put a gif of uh, no one cares. So that's a tad of a meme. Mm-hmm. Um, Furious Hamilton lashes out at Mercedes after Austrian GP tactical m- uh, mishap. Always blame it on the team. Never never yourself, uh, Hamilton. Just, just, yeah, just a reminder on that one. Uh, oh, people just saying, ridiculous. Send Raikkonen home, please. He's easily well past his best. Yet he got second. Um, don't know what this guy's going on about. Uh, oh, there's, there's just, it's pretty much the exact same thing on and on and on. The um, that's good. Stroll hit with penalty for holding up Perez. Oh, that was an interesting. Oh one. yes, I can't believe we didn't talk about that. I remember. Um, oh, there's just different feeds like Austrian GP. Um, oh, the. F- 
the Scuderia Ferrari team principal's comments on the race and how he think how he thought the two Ferraris went. Uh, there's yeah, there's all these different links people are doing from motorsports motorsportweek.com uh, and uh, Sebastian Vettel supports Ferrari's decision to not impose team orders. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yes, true. That that that, that we should talk big. Uh, yeah, do you, do you want to talk about this right now? Yeah, should, should should they have? I mean, Vettel could have had an even bigger lead over Hamilton in the driver's standing had they allowed Raikkonen to let yeah, Vettel pass. Correct. Was it the right move to leave him out? Yeah. Oh, 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 we both agree, but I one hundred in previous years don't in, think they should have um, mm. team orders because I mean now if, as the commentator said, mm. it's just like you want to put as much pressure on Max Verstappen in case he stuffs up. But then and obviously that, it saw that Verstappen was still going to finish. Could obviously it would have been a terrible look, but could they still? And we know Ferrari have done this in the past. They always find a way to impose team orders. Could they have done it? Should they have done no. it? No. Could this help hamper, hamper Vettel's chances of winning the championship? No. I think it could. I don't. Yeah. Oh, look, I, I agree. Could, I agree. This is fine. But I don't think. What if he have. loses by a couple of points, which could have been That's claimed racing. in this, um, in this race? That's racing. Hmm. Ferrari be kicking themselves though, literally. But that's racing. Like you don't like. You know, Ferrari you, have been known in the past yourself. to do this, though. Who knows? But mm. of course, you're going to kick yourself over like one little thing, saying, "Oh, we should have done that." But really, it didn't happen. So you got to, you know, tough titties, mate. Get over it. You know, build a bridge and get over it. Honestly, wow. um, no, like I'm, I'm being honest. Like, yeah, no. you Good. don't, you don't, because um, like you know, Raikkonen's struggling for form as we've seen for the past, you know, five or six weeks, and to. I reckon this was a the only. I reckon the only reason they didn't um, put team orders in is to boost his morale. Because they didn't say anything to him about team orders. They didn't even mention it on the radio, because they're just like let him get second places or boost his morale for, um, for for Great Britain next week. Because they want as much firepower as they can for next week. Because I reckon next week is the um, is the race that could define the season. If um, if Hamilton doesn't get a podium, mm. it will be, I reckon, mm. because I I I just really hope for a Ferrari one and two, and then um, hopefully our boy Danny Rick getting third, and then and then Lewis Hamilton just chucking a hizzy fit and just being like, no fair, I should have got first here. That's not fair. I should have got first. What is this? That's yeah. Hamilton. All right, that's pretty much it. That's this week's it. Q three podcast because of course we're gonna be back on Friday oh, again, for another really? preview. Damn it. This is the third one in a row. This is great. Oh. Damn it. God I'm joking. That's fantastic. We anyway, love we love the podcast. The, we'll be back on Friday, of course. We'll be previewing the British Grand Prix. James, it's been a pleasure. As always. You can catch us on our socials, Facebook, Twitter, the sport at at the Q3 Podcast yep. iTunes as well at Q3 Podcast if you are in Melbourne though listen to me and Ben on a Fridays on the sports desk on 90.7 FM a little, little plug no we won't give us a plug just oh, listen we're, we're all about the world of Formula 1 yeah we, right? are. So we are we'll be back on Friday and until then we'll see you and we'll catch you at the front of the grid